I'm Kathy Davidson. And I am part of a group of women here that have some faith and are endeavoring to enter into the kingdom of God. We got some men here too doing the same thing. There's some faith here. Join your faith. Yes, you have faith. If you are born again, you have faith. Join your faith with us and let God minister to you. Are you ready? Are you ready? The Lord says, fear not, only believe. The Lord would say to you, fear not, only believe. Fear not, only believe. Fear not, only believe. Do you know I said that, saith the Lord, to a man whose daughter had just died. Fear not, only believe. Fear not, only believe. Why are you afraid of a man that would die? Fear not, only believe. I made man. I made this earth. I made evil. I made good. Fear not, only believe. Amen? I don't know if that helped you, but boy, it helped me. All right, if you will turn with me, we will begin with John 10, 35. You don't have to go there because you probably already know it by heart. But it is written in here, uh, John 10, 35, Jesus speaking. If he called them gods unto whom the word of God came, and the scripture cannot be broken. The scripture cannot be broken. The word of God is from everlasting to everlasting. That's one thing you can put your faith in. It's not going to move. It's not going to move. There's no shadow of turning in God. He's not going to pull the rug out from underneath you when you least expect it. That's what man does. We had a word, what? My daughter used to say, psych. No, God does not psych. The word of God cannot be broken. Now, turn with me to 1 Peter 5. Last week we talked about Jesus. And we talked about what he is now. And we talked about he is in us. And we talked about Jesus, the warrior. We talked about Jesus, the host, or the Lord of the hosts. We talked about that Jesus. We talked about that Jesus is in us. We talked about that that Jesus in Revelations 19 was on a white horse. And there's a bunch of us behind him. And he had a robe on that was dipped in blood. Why? His blood for us. And he was on that white horse and he demolished, killed, murdered, wiped out a whole army with his mouth. With the sword of his mouth. And that, Jesus, is in us. And we're going to kind of go on there. I think I'm going to title this message, Gird It Up. Gird It Up. If you will turn with me to 1 Peter, and it's chapter, let's see, chapter 5, and I'm going to begin in verse 8. This is Peter talking. Peter, the one that walked with Jesus, the one that Jesus kept poking to get him to walk right. And he did. Oh, he did. It says, be sober, be vigilant. Because your adversary, the devil, stop. There is your enemy. Your adversary is the devil. Your adversary is not your mother-in-law. She likes to yield to the devil, 
But she is not your enemy. She is not your adversary. The devil is your adversary. Did you know you even have an adversary? Did you even know that you went through, you have to go through life with an adversary? I always wanted a nice farm in the kind of the hills of the mountains with a nice river going through it and nobody bothered me and I could work in my garden and I could cook my dinners and I could have a whole bunch of kids around me and all that. Yeah, and I didn't know I had an adversary. Do you know you have an adversary? Do you know that you have to fight the adversary? Do you know if you don't fight the adversary, he will eat you? Pace by pace. Until they stick you in a grave. All right. You're, be sober. Be vigilant. Vigilant. Because your adversary, the devil, as a roaring lion, walketh about, seeking who he may devour. I just said that. He will eat you. And he does. If we will let him. His, may he may devour. Whom resist? Steadfast in the faith. Whom resist? Resist. Steadfast in the faith. Did you know we have to resist him? Did you know you can resist him? So what if he gets upset? What did, we do? What did the Lord just say? Why are you afraid of a man that would die? But we are. You know, I had somebody, oh, the devil doesn't like this. <coughs> I had somebody that, that's parents were on their deathbed, deathbed. And, and I said, are they born again? And they said, I don't know. I said, go find out. Talk to them. They said, well, I might make them mad. I said, who cares? They'll be dead. I know it sounded harsh, but you know what? Then it's too late. Let them be mad. Let them be mad. Let them hate your guts. Doesn't do anything to you other than make you pray more. All right? It says, knowing who resists steadfast in the faith. That word resist means to set oneself against. To set oneself against. To oppose. Oppose. Not get run over. Oppose. Set oneself against. To withstand. To withstand. You know, I love it the way Dole used to say it. He said, we joined up with God, God for welfare and we got warfare. We got warfare. The minute we started really obeying God, we got warfare. Everybody got mad at us. Our parents were mad at us. Our kids were mad at us. Our husband was mad at us. Everybody. Why? Because you became a Christian. You became the enemy. The enemy. Who we resist steadfast in the faith. Now, if you would turn with me to Ephesians 6. Some beautiful verses that I never took seriously until recently. You know, we have to take the word of God exactly the way it is. It cannot be broken. It doesn't work for us when we partly believe it. It doesn't work for us when we think it's a cute little story. The word of God cannot be broken. And it is the word of God. 
And one day I was reading this and God said, this is the word. This is Paul speaking and he's giving us instruction. He is not painting a pretty picture. You know, I used to be an elementary school teacher and we used to, we used to say illustrations. You know, we got to have illustrations. We got to have stuff to, to help teach it. And that's kind of the way I took this. And then I realized I was taking it wrong. All right, if you would go to Ephesians 6, verse 10. Finally, brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Do you know that's a command? Do you know that's a command? Be strong in the Lord and the power of his might. Put on the whole armor of God. That is a command. He doesn't say, please. He doesn't say, consider it. He says, put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the wiles, the methods of the devil. How are you going to withstand the devil? You're going to put on the whole armor of God. You're going to put on the whole armor of God. We're going to gird it up. And like I had a principal that would say to us lady teachers, ladies, pull up your, what is it? Pull up your, um, what did she used to call him? Well, obviously God doesn't want me to say that, and I won't. But all right, it says, put on the whole armor of God that you may better stand against the wiles of the devil. You're not going to be able to stand against him until you put on the whole armor. The whole armor. For we wrestle not against flesh and blood. And like Doe used to teach it, people, we would read it, we wrestle not. We just let anything come down the road and run us over. And we say, oh, I'm suffering for the Lord. And we let it eat us. That is not what this says. We put up with a whole lot of stuff that we don't need to put up with. We really do. We don't have to put up with this. Put on the whole armor of God. For we wrestle not against flesh and blood. Your enemy is not your husband. Your enemy is not your wife. Your enemy is not your children. Your enemy is not your in-laws, your cousins, your fellow employees. Your enemy is the devil. Your neighbor is a potential Christian. You know, God may have you living where you live so that God can get your neighbors. God may have you working where you work so that God can get a hold of the people you work with. You've got to look at them as potential Christians, but you don't have to put up with the devil that's in them or that they're yielding to. We wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against what? Principalities. Principalities. That's big stuff, guys. We wrestle against principalities. We don't wrestle against the little demons that are this big, you know. If there are any. Dole said one time he saw a bunch of witchcraft and he looked like they looked like pencils and they were about this big. And I thought, that's a lot smaller than the one I saw. But, all right, it says, but against uh, principalities, against powers, against rulers of the darkness of this world. Thank God we can't see in the invisible it'd probably freak us out. Against the rulers of the darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places, that's what we wrestle against. 
That's what we wrestle against. Principalities, powers, mights, dominions, big stuff. You know, I, I heard Satan has, has the most organized organization ever, except for God. He's organized. He knows exactly how to get to you. And we have found that out, don't we? And he usually uses somebody close. And they open their mouth and they push the button. You didn't even know you had that button until they pushed it. And then they keep pushing it. Because they know that button's going to get a reaction. It's not them. It's the devil in them. We wrestle not against flesh and blood. We wrestle against principalities, powers, mights, and dominions. Against spiritual wickedness in high places. Wherefore? Wherefore, because of this, take unto you the whole armor of God, that you may be able to withstand, withstand in the evil day, and having done all, to stand, to stand, and to have something to stand with, to have a fortification in you, you can stand. It is so fun when you know your faith is working and you're standing. And you got all hell around you and you don't move until that all hell gets demolished. It says, wherefore, taking you the whole armor, stand therefore having your loins good about with truth. Your loins. Some translations say the loins, the hips. Ladies, the hips. Gird them about with truth. With truth. We know what the truth is, don't we? The truth is the gospel. The truth is the gospel. You got to get that word in your heart. You got to get it down here. You got to get the gospel in here so you can stand. That's part of your armor. So you can stand. So you can withstand. So you can oppose. So you can fix it. It's in the uh, gird about with truth, having on the breastplate of righteousness. The breastplate of righteousness. The she, the, the breastplate. Crosses the breast. And it's a breastplate, so it can't get through. Breastplate of righteousness. I want you to go real quick to Romans 5. Because the breast, breast, say that five times fast. The breastplate of righteousness is not your righteousness. It's not how many weeks you went to Sunday school and never missed a, never missed a meeting. It's not how faithful you were to bring your tithes and offering. That's not, that's not your, your righteousness is not enough. Your righteousness will get you devoured by the devil. Your righteousness won't do anything for you. Your righteousness, God says, is filthy rags. Well, then whose righteousness do we have that breastplate on? It is the righteousness that was given to us as a gift. As a gift. You got a gift. And you got a righteousness, a really nice righteousness. Romans 5, 17 for if one man's offense, death reigned by one, and we know that was Adam, and he brought in sin and death, much more. Do you get that? Much more than sin. Much greater than death. Much more than sin. Much more than death. Much more. They which receive abundance of grace. Abundance of grace. We didn't ask for it. We didn't deserve it. 
We didn't even want it. And God gave it to us anyway. God sent Jesus anyway. That's grace. And Jesus took all our sin, took all our poverty, took all our sickness, took all our welfare, took all our lack of peace on his own body on the cross. It was a gift. It was grace. We didn't ask for it. We didn't ask to be forgiven, but God did it anyway in Jesus. We didn't ask to be made rich, but God did it anyway through Jesus. We didn't ask to be healed, but God did it anyway through Jesus. We didn't ask for the curses to be broken, but God did it anyway through Jesus. And now he does something even more. He said, receive abundance of grace and the gift of righteousness. The gift of righteousness. There is your righteousness. Did you know that when Jesus was on the cross, there was an exchange made? A beautiful exchange. A beautiful exchange. God took your unrighteousness and put it on Jesus. And then he took the righteousness of Jesus, a man that had no sin, a man that had perfect communion with the Father, perfect communion, a man that was full of the Holy Ghost, a man that walked in the will of God, perfect will. God took your unrighteousness and put it on Jesus. And he took the righteousness of Jesus and he gave it to you. He gave it to you as a gift. Do you know that you have right standing with God? Do you know that? Do you know that you have right standing with God? Do you know that you can come into his presence anytime you want. In fact, you ought to live there. You ought to live in his presence. Why? Because you're righteous. You're righteous. That blood that Jesus shed, that offering he made on the cross, gave you the gift of righteousness. Not only right standing with God, but doing the right thing doing the works of God, doing his works, doing his righteous works, not unrighteous works, righteous works. That was a gift to you, and that is part of the armor of God, the breastplate of righteousness. Do you know it is so easy to stand against the devil when you know you're righteous? You know that? Because he's got nothing again that he can use against you. If you have right standing with God, and you have the righteousness of Jesus in you by that gift, that gift of righteousness, there is nothing the devil can use against you. You're righteous. Because the first time we start standing up against the devil, he's got an outline. Remember this? Remember this? 
Oh, but we know, we know you like this. Yeah, he's got, he's got an outline. You're not righteous. You're not righteous. How long does it take you to get righteous? As fast as you can say, I am righteous in the blood of Jesus. I am righteous by the blood of Jesus. Talk to the thing to its face. You know, I love, I love what R.W. Shambach said. He said he goes toe-to-toe to the devil. Toe-to-toe with the devil. Why? He's righteous. He's not afraid of the devil. He's got the man, Jesus, in him. He says, I go toe-to-toe, I go nose-to-nose. And it is so fun. It is so fun to go toe-to-toe when you're righteous and you got that whole armor on because you know, you know you're going to win. You're going to win. You're going to win. You're going to conquer. Why? You got the conqueror in you. You got the conqueror in you. It says, wherefore, take unto you the whole armor of God, you may be able to stand in the evil day and having done all to stand. Stand therefore, having your loins girt about with truth, that gospel, having on the breastplate of righteousness, the gift of righteousness, your feet shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace. You walking in that gospel? Are you walking in the gospel? Are you walking that Jesus bore your sins on the cross? Are you walking that he paid for your sins? Are you walking that he not only paid for your sins, but God raised him from the dead and your sins were forgiven? You were justified of your sins by the resurrection of Jesus. Are you walking in that? Are you walking in that you're prosperous? Are you walking? Are you walking as a king and priest in this earth? Are you walking that way? Are you walking with all the benefits that that gospel bought you on the cross and when God raised Jesus from the dead? Are you walking in it? Why not? Why not? Gird it up. Gird it up. You have to. You have to. You know, you can let yourself get devoured by the devil. But you're responsible for your children, your family, those around you. Gird it up. Gird it up. Be the help. Be the help, not the enemy. Be the help. It says, in your feet shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace. Above all, taking the shield of faith. Wherever you shall be able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked. Taking the shield of faith. Resisting the devil with your faith. Ah, I got a pain. I wonder what it is. Use your faith. Use your faith. Use your faith. Do what you got to do, but use your faith. How many times have I told the ladies here and people that have contacted me, I've got to go to the doctors. I don't have faith for this. Glory. Go believe in the gospel. Go do what the doctor says. And, and how many of them, that you, you, you humble yourselves and you go to the doctor. And that's fine. That, that is the acceptable will of God. If you don't have the faith, you go. And like Joel says, get five of them. You go. But then you don't go and and talk to the doctor and then he tell you, I want you to do this, this, and this. And you say, I'm not going to do that. I'm believing God. 
If you humble yourself to go to the doctor, do what the doctor says. Believing the gospel. Believing the gospel. Now there are times that you've got to confront the doctor. When I had my last child, I was with a midwife, and we couldn't get the labor started. And she said, Kathy, I want you to do this. And, and so I did that, and then she goes, I want you to do this. Take a ride in the Jeep. Bounce up and down a little bit. You know, maybe the baby would kind of bounce his way out. I said, it's kind of dumb, but I'll do it. And then she said, I want you to go to a chiropractor. And I said, nope. No. I said, I won't do that. I can't. I said, I won't do that. I'll do anything else, but I won't do that. And you know what? God honored it. God honored it. And we had our baby. Now, it says, above all, taking the shield of faith, wherein you shall be able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked. And take the helmet of salvation. The helmet of salvation. The helmet of salvation. You should have salvation in every single problem you run into. What does Psalm 34 say? It says, many are the afflictions of the righteous, but the Lord, the righteous, the righteous, not your righteousness, the gift of righteousness. Many are the afflictions of the righteous, but the Lord delivereth them out of them all. Them all. You go for the all. You don't stop until you get the all. You don't stop until you get the all. Oh, this situation is just ridiculous. He delivers them out of them all. Oh, it's wonderful how he delivers. Don't you limit God. Don't you limit God. I love what Anthony shared about that card reading the Psalms. He said that his three by five said, I will not limit you. And when things were breaking, he'd hold up the, the card. I will not limit you. I will not limit you. This is the man that opened up the Red Sea. Don't limit him. Don't limit him. I love that lady I met at the, at the place I do my nails. She said her mother and her were praying for money and they were stopped at a stop sign and money fell out of the sky. 300 bucks came floating down on the car. There was nobody around. Oh, that can't be God. Are you kidding me? How fast can you pick it up? It says, and the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. You're going to overcome with your mouth. You're going to overcome with your mouth. To overcome with your mouth, you're going to have to open your mouth. Jesus opened his mouth and he will annihilate a whole army annihilate them. And there, if you read that, that birds come and eat what he annihilated. That was the word of his mouth. Do you know that his words are in your mouth? Do you know he's in you? Do you know that you, the words you speak by faith are his words? Turn with me to Matthew 16. Matthew 16, and I will give unto thee, he's talking to Peter, and he's talking to the rest of the disciples. He said, I will give unto thee the keys of the kingdom of heaven. The keys of the kingdom. The kingdom's power. The keys to the power. You know, you can have a brand new sparkling car out there in the driveway, but if you don't have the keys to it, it doesn't go anywhere. 
You may have the, the uh, title on it, but if you don't got the keys, you don't got the car. This is the keys to the kingdom of heaven. It says, I will give thee the keys of the kingdom of heaven. Whatsoever thou bind on earth shall be bound in heaven. Whatsoever thou loose on earth shall be loosed in heaven. Do you know that's a promise? Do you know the word of God cannot be broken? Do you know the word is from everlasting to everlasting? Do you know that this same scripture is in Matthew 18 too? Jesus said it twice. The keys of the kingdom of heaven, whatsoever you bind on earth, shall be bound in heaven. You've got to open your mouth. I remember when my, one of my children came to me and they were talking about somebody that they had started dating. And I said, oh, tell me about him. I mean, you know, I'm looking for the right guy for my kids. So my ears open. And they're telling me about this person that they're dating. And I'm going... I don't know about this. I don't know about this. So what did I do? I said, that's nice. That's nice. They're, you know, how wonderful they are. Yeah, that's great. That's great. That's great. Uh, hang up the phone, just like Doyle. And you know what I started doing? I bless you. I bless you. I opened my mouth. I got the armor on. I bless him, Father. I bless him. I bless him. I bless him. I bless him. I bind the devil. I bless them. I bless them. I bind the devil. I bind the devil. I bless them. I bless them. You know, my kids won't tell me when they're dating anybody anymore. They won't. They say, we're not going to tell you, Mom, because you start praying. I said, you know what? You, 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 I, I laughed. I said, you don't think God will tell me when it's time to pray for you? I started blessing this person. And, and like I shared before, uh, I said, Father, let her, let, and it was Christian. I said, let her see the real man. Let her see the real man. Yeah, let her see, you know, some, uh, us females, boy, we can get real blind. We can be absolutely blind. Blind. Oh, I love him. God will fix him. We are so dumb sometimes that we need a mother or a dad to pray. Anyway, I said, Father, let her see the real man. Do you know what? He two-timed her. She found out he was two-timing her. And she called me. I know she was upset. And my heart hurt. Oh, did my heart hurt for her. But I thought, I thought at least she found out now and not after five years of marrying him. So let her find out now. You know what happened to that man? He kept trying to come back to her. He kept calling her up. You know, and, and he went to Florida to, to work on a job down there. Now you get this and you listen. You are a warrior. You have to put on the whole armor of God. You have to defend, fight for your family. You have to get the devil out of your family. I blessed this man and I blessed this man and he was shot dead in the streets of Miami. Shot dead. A car pulled up to him. Apparently he knew who was in the car. He told the person to go with him. He said, go on ahead. I'll come beat you. And they shot him. You know what? I hope he's in heaven that he will not bother this family anymore. You say that's mean. Go ahead and give your kids to the devil. Go ahead and let the devil have your family. 
You got a daughter-in-law or a son-in-law, you better be praying for them. Praying for them. Gird it up. Get them converted when they don't want to be. Did we want to be? Put the misery factor on them. Jesus, let the spirit of grace get all over them. Live with them day and night, just like you did with me, till I finally gave it up. I expect him to do the same thing to my family. Do you know what? It works. It works. You have been given armor. You have been given all the weapons you need against the devil. You need to use them. The devil should not be in your money. The devil should not be in your job. The devil should not be in your kids. The devil should not be in your pets. The devil should not be in your house. Gird it up. Do something about it. You know, I love it. I love it. It's in Psalms. We're about ready to finish. Where, well, I didn't put it on here. One of the Psalms said, um, uh, what is it? I pursued my enemy till they were consumed. I pursued my enemy until they were consumed. I think that's Psalm 18. I know it is. I pursued my enemy till they were consumed. Consumed. We don't just bind the devil four times and give it to God. Consumed. If you have noticed for the past two weeks, I don't know if any of you watch me, but a lot of times when I'm worshiping, I got my hand like this and I got my head down and there is a spirit I'm after and I'm after it with all the faith that's in me. And I love it. You know why? Because it's going to get consumed. If I won't quit, if I will keep at it, if I will keep my faith against it, that thing has to go. It has to go. It has no choice. Why? Because I've got the man in me. I've got Jesus in me. It is not me that casts out the devil. It is Jesus and the Spirit of God in me that casts out the devil. And you know what? Use this vessel, Jesus, and let's get after it. Gird it up. Gird it up. If you do not have prosperity, you start going after your money. We are so lazy. Like I said, God told me about my, uh, you know, about our money situation one day. He said, you are, you are satisfied with your poverty. He said, you're comfortable in your poverty. Yeah, I learned how to live in it. You know, that is not the will of God. Oh, if you start out in poverty, thank God we all walk through that. I mean, we walk through the wilderness. I learned how to feed a family of six on $2.17 a day. But that was not the end. That was not the end. I had to believe. You believe. What did he say at the beginning? Fear not, only believe. Only believe. Do you know in all that all that time that we had no money. I mean, no money, honey. I mean, you, were, you had to pray just to keep the lights on. Do you know that we never once, never once lacked food? Never once. Oh, I shook. I shook. But never once did he not fail to supply. Never once. I mean, I had to pray. I had to believe. But never once 
I remember when we were down to nothing. I was working in, at the, the grocery store, and I was working at night because that was the only time I could work. And I'm standing, and we, I had to. I had to buy groceries for the family. I mean, we had little money. And that money that I made, and I was working one night and trying not to fret, trying to believe God, trusting in God. He would not let me fall. And you know, yeah, devil. The, the deli clerk was there, and she was f uh, filling. The, the deli area in the grocery store is where you got your bologna and your cheese and your bacon and your sausage. You know, it's all on a wall or on an area. Well, she was working there late at night, and, and she had to go through every single thing, and she had to pull the ones that expiration date was out. You cannot have that package of bologna out there with an expiration date that's out because they'll get in big trouble. So she had it all in a box. And I'm working, and, and we just, I was just saying hello and stuff because, you know, there's nobody there. And, and, and you know what happened? She looked at me, and she said, Kathy, I hate throwing this stuff out. It is perfectly good. I mean, it was a box full of bologna. I had three boys. A bologna of cheese, of bacon, of sausage. I mean, it was good stuff. Good stuff. And she said, if I set it on the table in the back so that I don't see you take it, would you mind taking it? I mean, I said, sure, love to. And inside I'm thinking, <laughs> glory, hallelujah. You know that lasted for months? That lasted for months. She made sure that she had it there when I was there. It lasted for months. God fed my family. I love it when we sing the, about the, you know, Elijah with the meat. You supplied Elijah with the meat on that song. Yeah, well, he supplied me with bologna. Bologna and cheese and, and, I mean, all that stuff. That is the power of God. Gird it up and believe. We cannot be satisfied with the way things are. We cannot be satisfied unless we are walking in the perfect will of God and the devil is under our feet. Gird it up. Gird it up. Don't have to be afraid. You know what it says Jesus said? He said, I give you power over all the power of the enemy and nothing will by any means hurt you. Oh, the devil will threaten you. Have you ever seen the picture of the big giant looking at, you know, looking down on a little kid when the big giant is actually a shadow? You are greater. You have in you. Greater is he that is in me. Greater is he that is in me. Is he in you? Greater is he that is in me than he that's in the world. Greater. Greater. That's it goes with the armor. Now, I do want to real close real quick because I want us to see this. This is beautiful. And then I'll quit. All right. Isaiah at uh, 59. I just want to read the verses starting in 16. And the father saw that there was no man and wondered that there was no intercessor. Therefore, his arm brought salvation unto him. Isaiah 59 verse 16. And his righteousness, it sustained him. And look at verse 17. For he, Jesus, put on righteousness as a breastplate. My God, Jesus had to wear the armor too. 
He put on righteousness as a breastplate and a helmet of salvation upon his head. And he put on garments of vengeance for clothing and was clad with zeal as a cloak. According to their deeds, according he will repay. Fury to his adversaries. Fury to his adversaries. Our adversary is the devil. Go for it, ladies. Recompense to his enemies. To the islands he will pay recompense. Jesus wore the armor too. Jesus wears the armor too. Gird it up. Now, you can't do this unless you are born again. You got to get Jesus in you. You got to get the one that's gird, that has the armor on. You got to get the one who is the Lord of the hosts of heaven. You got to get him in you. And it is so easy. And he wants to be in you. He made you for himself. He wants to be in you. He bought you with a price. He wants to be in you. How do you do that? You pray with me, Father, in the name of uh, Jesus. Jesus, come into my heart. Be Lord of my life. You take it. Be Lord of my life. Guide me. Lead me. Fix me. Fix me. And I ask this in your name. Amen. Amen. Father, I thank you. 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 I feel so condemned. Father, I thank you. Repent and believe the gospel. Repent and believe the gospel. I feel condemned. Repent. Change your heart and believe the gospel. What are you condemned about? It's already been forgiven. It's already been forgiven. Repent and believe. Repent and believe. Repent and believe. Father, I thank you. Repent and believe. Repent and believe. Fear not and believe. Repent and believe. Believe. Believe what Jesus did for you. Believe. Father, I thank you. Father, I thank you. Father, I thank you. Father, I thank you and praise you. Father, I thank you. I thank you. I thank you for a spirit of faith. Father, I thank you. I thank you. I thank you. I thank you. Father, I thank you. Father, I thank you and praise you. Father, I thank you. Father, I thank you and praise you. I thank you. I thank you, Father. I thank you. Does anybody need prayer? Father, I thank you. 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 Father, I thank you that you fulfill the desire of their heart. Father, I thank you that you fulfill the desire of their heart. Father, I thank you. You are the God of all flesh. Father, you are the God that's far above all gods. Father, you have all power. And so does Jesus. Father, fulfill 
Fulfill the desire of their hearts. Fulfill them in the name of Jesus. Amen. Now, if you're wanting a mansion, you aren't going to get it. I get thanks, Jesus. I get thanks. I get thanks. I get thanks. Fear not, only believe. Can you feel the spirit of faith here? Fear not. That's a spirit. Faith is a spirit. Fear not, only believe. Only believe. You got something you need to believe for? Believe. Amen? See you next week. Thank you for joining Kathy Davidson and the Ministers of Music from Water of Life Church. She would love to hear from you. You may reach her by email at kd at kdwol.com. Or you may write her at Kathy Davidson, Care of Water of Life Church, Post Office Box 861-327, Plano, Texas 75086. You may find her on the internet at www.kdwol.com and on Facebook and Twitter. Until next time, God bless.